Sairam dear listeners and welcome to this Thursday's segment of afternoon satsang there is a slight change the thing that is constant is as always we begin with offering our humble gratitude and love at the lotus feet of swami the little change that we have today is that it will be a satsang not only between prem and myself arvin from team radio sai we also have brother sai prakash from team radio sai joining us and brother amay deshpande who is well a visiting member of team radio sai and a lecturer at the shri satsai institute of high learning so on behalf of all the four of them all the four of us i offer our most humble salutations at the lotus feet of our beloved bhagwan and we would like to begin this afternoon satsang with the prayer we will start by chanting the sai gayatri with a prayer to swami that he speak through us and he be the inspiration and may our heart be suffused with love for him even as we contemplate about him and speak in today's satsang Saishwaraya vidmahe Satyadevaya dhimahe Tanna sarva prachodayat Om Shanti 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 Saram dear listeners, as always this is Prem from Team Radio Sai with Arvind and as Arvind said we have Amai from the university and our own Sichi Sai Prakash with us. Dear listeners at Radio Sai we generally try to stick to Swami's message, the positive and the most spiritually uplifting message that Swami has given us. Today probably we are uh, for few it might appear like we are just stepping aside a little and uh, doing something which is little different but this too is definitely you can believe that it's inspired by swami as always so we hope that swami uh, gives us all the strength required to take on this topic which we've taken uh, we want to talk about one particular issue which has been troubling a lot of devotees of late and one of the reasons why we're taking this up is because we've been asked to take this up specifically we've got so many requests saying that it would be wonderful to give some clarity on this topic it is uh, and i also feel prem that we should make it clear that when you say we have been asked to take it up this is not from any management or higher right. authority when we say we have been asked to take it up this is at least a dozen emails that we have received and some of them are really heart rending to read and they have asked and we felt why should we discriminate on this ground whenever we have had requests for any topic or any issue even in two or three mails we definitely respond and within 3 4 weeks we take that subject for a satsang now here we were being discriminating and keeping us away from this since more than a dozen mails have come on this regard we have decided to take up this topic which is right this is about a, a certain group of individuals who claim that swami has taken residence post his physical uh, withdrawing from us in a place called mudanali which is not new to people in swami circle because it was for long a place where one of swami's schools were situated and swami would often talk about those very beautiful souls who lived there called tyagajeevis who dedicated their life for upbringing uh, ideal students for the future but this place of late has taken a different 
flavor altogether because they claim that Swami is residing there in a subtle form. In Sukshma Sharira. And claims are being made that there is only one individual or a few individuals who can see Swami and they kind of communicate to the devotees who come there what Swami has to tell them. And, uh, and there are interviews going on there, there are darshans being given there and a lot of things. Probably for those who are not aware of that, this might come as a surprise, but this is not new, even when Swami is around, I think all of you will agree with me, that there were a lot of people who were claiming that uh, I am the Shakti aspect of Swami, or I am, uh, you know, certain uh, partially uh, aspect of Swami which is there. Or just the fact that I am a medium of Swami and uh, He gives me answers which uh, devotees ask and, uh, you know, answers are being given to devotees through these particular mediums as we, we now know them as. And so this, this phenomenon really has not been very new. It's right, been and uh, th- the point I'm making is, in Radio Sai, we've always kept away from this kind of discussions because that's what Swami did. You know, Swami would always say that you know, there'll always be people who talk about it. And I remember once when, uh, in initially in the 1960s, there was one scientist who gave an open challenge to Swami that I can do certain things. Will you come on a public platform and do it? The answer which Swami gave was, uh, you know, very, very strong. He said, tomorrow pigs will come and say, I can eat crap. Will you, will you challenge me on that? <laughs> so you, you don't take on such challenges. And Swami would always keep quiet when it comes to such imposters. At the same time, though Swami would not accept these challenges and do such things, it was evident that this kind of channeling Swami mediums and all were in existence from long time because, as Brother Ramai said, because, you know, if we look through Swami's discourses, we come across a discourse that Swami delivered as early as 25th of November 1962, more than 60 years ago. And in that discourse, the 25th of November 1962 at Prashant Bhagwan emphatically states, There are some who extol others for the absurd reason that Sai Baba speaks through them. How silly! It is all drama which cheats sick minds. Do not fall prey to these. That is why I say, keep your devotion within yourself, under control, and do not be led away by crooks and self-seekers. These lead you astray by giving you a wrong idea of the Lord's manifestation. A wrong idea of the Lord's manifestation. They befoul the faith that their brothers and sisters repose in God. So it's not a new phenomenon. It's definitely as old as the avatar itself. And Swami's stance is quite clear on that. Uh, the other reason why we are taking up this discussion, as I said, one is the request which we have got. The other thing is, our silence is being misquoted. Sadly, that is what is being happen, happening now. I mean, uh, we have tried to keep away from all this. We have tried to focus on the work which Swami has so graciously given us. But what is being spoken of by these uh, people and others such is that you know, in principle, we actually agree with whatever they say, that Swami does communicate through them. And because it's an organizational stand, we have chosen to keep quiet about it. You know, we have been forced to right? keep... People shut. say that, you know, boys at Radio Side don't talk about it because they actually agree that this is really Swami. <laughs> and I mean, I'm just reminded of once, uh, I was talking to one friend of mine, he's from the advertising industry. And during the discussion, I just <laughs> made something which upset him a lot. I said, I really don't like this field of advertising. Because you are outsourcing a unit which is going to market your product. Okay, so maybe they don't use the product themselves. Maybe they don't agree that this is a good product to use. But because they are being paid to, you know, popularize it, they do it. So there is an element of untruth in, in that industry itself. 
So he was very quick to retort. He said, that's exactly what you're doing at Radio Sai. You're also popularizing Swami and Swami's message. I said, but there is a very, very, you know, inherent difference in that because we speak here what we really believe in. You know, if I say that living for Swami is, is the best thing that can happen to you, I really believe it. I mean, I'm not telling it because I'm being paid a salary. And if I say that to take to Swami's message is redeeming, I really mean it because we all have, you know, within our limitations taken it up to some extent and we believe it and we say it. And so, dear listeners, that's what we are saying that today whatever we are saying, it is not because, you know, we've been asked to say this or this is because it's the organization stand. I think we strongly as individuals believe it. I, I wouldn't be wrong in saying that on behalf of the people who are here because what we are trying to do is to go back to Swami's message and see that is there a space for something like this, a phenomenon like this, given what Swami has laid out as our spiritual journey, is there a space for something like this? You know, I'm just uh, just to uh, start off and uh, the way Arvind quoted, you know, from Swami's discourse, um, you know, years back, I think it was 2013 when we had been to uh, Kedarnath mm-hmm. and there was uh, a realized being, there is one uh, uh, Swamiji who is called Kedar Baba who in fact uh, passed away in the floods of uh, 2013 so we had okay. been in 2012 and uh, so when we were all sit- seated around him his ashram happens to be right behind the sanctum sanctorum of Kedarnath the temple mm-hmm. and he is a person who gives 24 hours food, uh, you know, Anadhanam uh, to every person who comes over there. Okay. So we we went and we sat around him, and uh, so one of the one of the persons who were part of our our group, you know, said that we are all missing our guru a lot, you know, and we are we are missing the physical form of Swami. Uh, and of course, needless to say, you know, he knew who Bhagwan was, and but you know, he just stopped the person who was asking the question in the tracks and said, no, one one minute, one minute, who is the guru? You know, he started. When you say Satya Sai Baba is your guru, who is Satya Sai Baba? And, you know, the, obviously that was a, you know, kind of mm-hmm. out of the blue question. <laughs> and then very beautifully he said, Bhagwan Baba, ya Satya Sai Baba, unke vachan hai. That is the guru, is the word of the guru. Because if you actually break the word, even guru, into Gunatita and Rupa Varjita, the word per se is beyond attributes. And a word per se is also beyond any particular form. So actually what he, what he was trying to explain was that if you think that Satya Sai Baba, the form, is your guru, then you are going to limit your guru to something which is, you know, which is very, very transient because in the entire length and breadth of time, he spends only 85 years, let's say, or, you know, X, Y and Z years. But if you truly consider the words as the guru, then that, that message and the master's words are eternal. And that's exactly why I feel that today it is unfortunate that it is that guru whom we have decided to keep away. And we are holding on to each and every other thing which is available other than the guru's words which are directly available to us in audio, video and in print form. I think absolutely. I mean, never before has there been an opportunity to document what the master had to say himself you know we had interpretations we had uh, disciples noting down what he had told and what was his message and we all know I mean it is all given to a lot of interpretation because even if I were to sit and listen to a discourse and reproduce it as it is it would always have a flavor of my thinking in it but here we have as it is as Swami would uh, you know uh, say about that topic and uh, many times when I think of this particular line which Swami says I think we'll start the discussion after that, where Swami says, my life is my message. 
No, one thing which is obvious is the way Swami lived his, his message. But the other way of looking at it, and I'm going to risk interpreting Swami's words again here. Swami saying, my life is my message means, Swami is living in his message. We all came to Swami for that living presence. And Swami is saying that my life is actually in my message. But we are again saying that, you know, where can I find Swami if somebody is there to package Swami and give, we are ready to go and take it from there. So, you know, that actually leads us to the next point. If you go back to 2014, uh, 2011, sorry, Mm -hmm. when Swami left the physical form. So, what was the state of mind of devotees at that point in time? So, people were, you know, totally shattered. They were broken. And um, for 85 years, okay, for 10 years, for 12 years, for 5 years, for 2 years, devotees have come and um, they have seen Swami, they have experienced His love. So basically, there was a lacuna and people wanted to have his proximity, wanted to enjoy his proximity. So that was a state of mind of people and they were looking here and there. But for few people who were serious about following a spiritual life, because this is all about that. There is, there is, no, um, two ways to there is no two ways to it. Because you are following Swami, you are coming to Him. Because you want to lead a spiritual life. That's it. And anything that doesn't, you know, fall in line with that uh, goal is not worth following. Exactly. If if we say that we are Sai devotees, let's kind of try and understand what is the Sai in that that which we are devoted to. And for that, we need not look further away. As you said, Swami has left behind so many discourses. If we examine the 50th birthday discourses, which Bhagwan delivered in 1975, in one of the discourses, Swami starts by saying there's only one caste, the caste of humanity. There's only one language, the language of the heart. And when he comes to there's only one God, he's omnipresent. He's Satya Sai. Hmm. And everybody's thrilled because, you know, we rarely see Swami talking about himself. And so we are thrilled. We give applause, hoping that it will encourage Swami to speak more about himself. But immediately, you know, Swami says, you are all clapping because you think Satya Sai is this five foot frame standing before you. And then Swami says, Satya uh, Satya Shai is Satya Sai. Shai is one who rests. Swami said, anything that, anything or anyone who rests on Satya, that is Satya Sai. And Swami said, what is that Satya? The Satya that, though people here are from 150 countries, they are all one. It looks like different, that is because what appears to be the truth and what is the truth are very different. It appears as if we are different, but the truth is we are all one. This truth, the one who rests on this truth, is Satisai. I feel even if we just spend some time, contemplate and not even understand, try to understand this definition of Satisai that has been given by Satisai, I think all doubts will just vanish like clouds before the sun. You know, in my way of thinking, it's like this. Till the time Swami was here in his physical form, it was just pure love. And we were really pampered. <laughs> we were spoon fed. You know, uh, these are the words that just come to my mind. And when that is withdrawn, it is withdrawn with a higher purpose. That you go within. Right. What Swami taught us all, all along is that you go within because... If you think that a, a spoonful of sugar given to you in your mouth is what is interesting for you, 
how exciting or how interesting it would be to know that you are sugar itself. <laughs> I mean, you are sugar yourself. He said, you are God. There is not one spiritual master who has hid this truth. You know, you, he, has, he has openly spoken. He, Swami is one who has said, I am God, you are also God. So, the first point what I wanted to make is, when Swami left his physical form, yes, none of us have, you know, can claim, the moment somebody claims I am spiritual or I am an evolved soul, that immediately shows where it stands. Because it has to come spontaneously. But the idea is, we are going towards a level where we understand that that same Swami is within us. That Swami is within us and it is not an easy path. There is a path of awareness which you have to be aware of this reality all through. But for people who are seeking shortcuts, people who want shortcuts, who think that, okay, if I can easily get this, if I can easily get that, I can get it by this way, by that way, then they are looking around. And when they are looking around, there are ample opportunities. That's what I would like to stop. <laughs> In fact, Brother uh, uh, Sai Prakash, even while Swami was, you know, physically with us in Prashantilam, hmm. I think He gave us ample opportunities to go sure. inward. See, we were not, when you said pampered, no, I would just like to let the listeners also know that the word pamper meaning it was not that Swami would speak to everybody every day. Right? Yeah, that's right. In fact, there were years when they were not, I mean, I think a majority of our lives, I'm sure all four of us sitting over here, there have been times when we have been want, wanting Swami to talk to us, we have been having some issues which we wanted to clarify with Swami, and Swami did not give us the opportunity for the direct, you know, for the direct interaction right. to happen. In fact, Brother Amai, it was so difficult for students to themselves get opportunities to interact. Of course, on the whole, if you see, you feel students are interacting. I used to burn, because when I go home, devotees will say, you are so lucky, you are there full time. We got only two Padnamskars. You must have got 2,000. I would burn saying that you got two when you came there for two days. I have stayed there for two years. I have not got two. What on earth are you speaking? And I used to always... That is why we started hero worshipping a select band of boys who would be called the form boys. You know, a term borrowed from sports where a person in form can do nothing wrong. So the form boys were those, irrespective of what they do, Swami would speak to them. And we would wonder what on earth are they doing that Swami's attention is on them. So they were form boys and out of form boys, right? And in fact, yeah, and, and the logical extension of form boys were the boys who were out of form. Exactly. <laughs> Meaning there were times when there were boys, the same set of boys. Right. And not only just the students, uh, you know, dear brothers, I'm sure you'll agree with me. Some of the closest devotees, I can, if you read, if you read uh, the, the autobiography of N. Kasturi Garu, okay, uh, a loving God, in that he, there's a whole chapter called The Chiseled Child, in which <laughs> someone who was 25 years elder to Bhagwan in age, was absolutely brought down to his heels. There were days, there were months when Swami has not spoken to even someone like the secretary of the ashram. Okay, even someone like that, you know, they had moments when they were out of form and uh, and I happened to ask one of the very senior members over here as to what would happen, what would he go through when he was out of form with Bhagwan, when Swami mm-hmm. would not speak to him. And he said the only refuge at that time was to go to the Swami within. So even when the physical Swami did so not... So couldn't I contact secretary to speak on my behalf? <laughs> Just I mean, imagine, he wanted another secretary who can, who can, you know, on his behalf talk to Swami. No, I remember one of the devotees saying that uh, on one occasion... The person who was driving Swami's car 
asked this devotee, can you tell Swami this is my problem? <laughs> he was sitting next to Swami every day. Hmm. No, that is how... In fact, mean, yeah, in fact, just to tell you another thing, there's one of the brothers who was saying that he was sitting in the car along with Bhagwan, and Swami did not speak to him. Right. Not once, not twice, for a period of 1000 days. Brother Satyajit, you are mentioning about this. He himself has told us this, that when he was living with Bhagwan, there was a time when Swami did not speak to him for 1000 days. It was, he said, those were the moments when he really knew what it is to live with Bhagwan because he was able to connect with the Bhagwan who was seated inside. And I think that is so important that we connect to the Swami within. Brother so, Sai Prakash, I remember uh, he was narrating how when we had to put up the Prema Jyoti exhibition, hmm. uh, there was apparently a clash of venues because the Purnachandra Auditorium was supposed to host the World Conference and uh, World Youth Conference and it was also supposed to host the exhibition. So it looked like it's all set for the world conference and we thought that the Prema Jyoti exhibition will not come through till one day Professor G. Venkatraman, the director of Radio Sai Studios, who had the privilege of sharing dinner with Swami every night, came and told, you know, Bhagwan has blessed, I am sure that our exhibition will go through. And when he told that, I really thought, you know, I was just new to the studio and I thought, oh, over dinner Swami would have said, yes, great. Like, you know, granting paisam or granting buttermilk, you would have told, yeah, you put up your exhibition. <laughs> and then Professor G.V. revealed that, you know, today morning, as I shed a tear and said, Swami, we want to do this out of love for you. He said, the flower from the photograph fell down. And when I heard this, I was stunned. I was thinking, Professor G.V., you, you looking out <laughs> for flowers falling? I mean, oh, so I think, what? Right, that, that's also a sign of, you know, how each one of us might sometimes try to hold on to something which is easier to understand and, you know, rather than... Because, I mean, we spoke about Swami's message and the importance we give to that, but we should also put on the table the fact and that we completely believe that Swami is the avatar. Swami is not just a guru who has come to give a message. He's a little one step ahead of that and he's the avatar. Because many times, you know, I would often wonder, you know, in, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Artha, Artha, Jignyasu and Jnani. Why is even a Jignyasu a little lower? Because even those who treat Swami as a spiritual ATM probably are not looking at him the way you're supposed to look at him. That is why some people say that, you know, there also discourses are there. You know, message is being given. There is a spiritual uh, message there. See, the idea of an avatar coming, as Swami has told many, many times, it is so that you can create a personal rapport with him. And the idea of Swami speaking and then withdrawing himself, giving his uh, audience and then making you go within, the idea was that. I remember uh, Professor Anil Kumar, not uh, the senior Professor Anil Kumar, uh, Anil Kumar who was a lecturer in the chemistry department, he was saying, you know, when he was a student, very often Swami would say that make this form the object of, object of your meditation, of your worship. Swami would say, close your eyes, think of this form. A time came when Swami called him for an interview, all by himself. After a long time, Swami called him for an interview, one to one. And he entered the interview room, Swami walked into, uh, after him. Swami turned back, latched the door, and very dramatically, Swami looked at him and said, how long are you going to run behind this form? And he was like taken by shock. He said, Swami, but you asked us to worship this form. You asked us to make this form the center of our meditation. And Swami said, how long are you going to run after this form? Swami said, start going within. And that was the last interview he got. So clearly, Swami came to create a personal rapport with divinity, which is within. And at some point, as you said, it, it did not have to wait till Swami withdrew himself physically. But even when he was there, he was always wanting us to go within and make that contact. That's exactly, you know, what Brother Amai started. Uh, he said that 
even when Swami was physically there, when we would go out of form, we would try to contact the Swami within. I would not be happy, say, if Chakravarti sir pleads on my behalf. I would not be happy if my warden sir pleads on my behalf. I would not be satisfied unless Swami himself responds to me. Why now am I being satisfied with a second rate or uh, somebody else, anything subservient, anything inferior? Why not seek directly Swami? Because this is the time when for a change, Swami has gone out of form. <laughs> exactly, you know, this actually it's a very very subtle thing you know the, the whole discussion of this Mudanali or any such distraction is it gives us an opportunity to actually look at our own minds and see how it works I remember when we were uh, wanting to join Swami's organization we were waiting for Swami to give us guidance we were very clear that we didn't want any of the authorities to take a case to Swami so it, it would become like there is a mediation you would say Swami we are here we are your children and you are seeing us every day why can't you come and tell us what to do why should the secretary of the organization or the director of any of the uh, yeah, in fact, in campuses fact, go? Swami would often say, you know, recommendation. Huh? Right, exactly. Right? Anybody brings anybody else's case you know, directly to Swami, irrespective of how well placed he was or how much in form, if I can use the word again, he was, Swami would say, oh, you are recommending his case, is it? He doesn't have a mouth of his own. Can't he speak up? Can't he give a letter? You know, this is all the time that we have been brought up with to know that there is only one relation with Swami and that is uh, and that is one to one and also I think one very important point which brother Sai Prakash made was that uh, you know now we are hearing things like uh, you know Swami's body had become old and this body was useless and therefore he had to give it up I think you are just defiling the Lord's body by even saying something. Defiling yourself by speaking so cheap and low about exactly. the Lord. Exactly. How can you consider the Lord's form, whom we wanted to touch, whom it was considered even, I mean, you know, in, in if you look, look at the scriptures, every Devata, you know, it is written in Bhagavatam, wanted to come down as a Gopika so that they could touch the Lord's form because, yes, they, they have access to the cosmic form of the Lord. But when the Lord comes in a human body, that human body is so important. It is something which happens once in millennia. And now we are hearing things like Swami was not good enough to live in that body or that body was not good enough to serve him and therefore he gave up that body and now he exists in some other kind of body. Which I feel is a gross insult. And in fact an antithesis to the very fact that we still have his photographs. If that body was not good enough then why are we keeping his photographs in the first place? <laughs> no, Amma, you know... So the basic flaw in all this is head on directly it goes against Swami's own word you know in Swami's discourses Bhagwan has said that this is not an ordinary deham this is a special body you will, you will it is very very special and and anything that is being said when Swami has not once not twice ten times I am wondering maybe in 68 in fact in the first world conference which was chaired in Dharmakshetra in the presence of, yes, Sri Indulal Shah, everyone. In that, one of the most important points Swami made on the 17th of May 1968 was, there are some people who are doing business in the name of Sai. They are cheating others, pretending to be devotees of Sai. I do not approve of such behavior. They are not devotees at all. It is for the Lord to say who are the devotees. They are going to different parts of the country and also abroad to make money in the name of Sai. This is a big crime. I do not ask for even a single paisa from others. I never approve of such business. Whoever it may be, whoever, 
whether you are a person who has lived for 100 years under the lotus feet or a person who has never seen him in your life whoever it may be if somebody approaches you with such a crass motive tell him to get out at once do not allow business to enter the field of spirituality i think what further clarity do you need it's so crystal clear there and if anything goes directly and head on along with this along uh, against this it is there in written word it is there in audio form what else do you want and shockingly what i hear people saying today is that you know but x y and z <laughs> who were so close to bhagwan you know they are over there i mean i cannot imagine that you are actually putting swami's own words <laughs> as secondary and going for some other human beings who have spent x y and z years or who were x y and z positions in the organization you know, you know, more important than swami's own this, words. this kind of a thing used to happen even in swami's presence and i think it gave a lot of comic relief for swami because i don't know brother satish is sharing one incident where you know one person comes and tells swami mm-hmm. that swami you are speaking to somebody else <laughs> in fact later it was clarified that the person being narrated over here by brother satyesh also happens to have fallen into such ways is it or will probably will listen to that <laughs> then we will uh, i mean it's really funny that we could you know do this even in swami's presence probably that is what they call as maya <laughs> uh, so this gentleman was sitting next to swami and the other gentleman uh, also was sitting uh, at the uh, at swami's lotus feet and uh, you know as the discussions went on uh, he started talking about a young boy of 14 uh, who was somewhere in bangalore and who could uh, no who who used to claim that swami speaks through him and this gentleman was conveying to swami telling that swami i have gone to the place i have seen this boy it's, it's from a very they are from a very uh, a beautiful family a very uh, you know simple family and this boy has got you know his resplendent tejas you know he's got a good tejas on his face and they, he looks very innocent swami so obviously it should be true swami he says right and he is con- he is trying to convince swami telling that swami uh, it is true that you go to his body and speak <laughs> swami listened for a while and i i'll never forget the intensity with which swami rebuked this gentleman you have been here close to me for so many years how could you even bring this up in my presence don't you have any common sense buddhi leda neku buddhinda leda neku do you have any common sense or not nakem pattindi vaalla paadu sharirinlo cheyadaniki what is what business do i have to enter that dirty body if i want to talk to somebody else i can figure out a way nen maatladante nen maatladtanu where the matter if i need, if i need to speak to somebody i can speak directly this was the rebuke this was the strong reaction from swami at that point of time but you know somehow it's it's it these kinds of things are so uh, enamoring you know we, we normally tend to feel that okay this is an easy way out that people tend to believe these kinds of things and you know want to believe these kinds of things and you know this gentleman after swami went for darshan this gentleman comes to me and again he reiterates the whole thing telling me no no i have gone satyajit i have seen him i was looking come on sir just now you got whacked you know <laughs> and you you are you are again trying to convince me i, I, I could not speak it out but you no know, but that sense telling that to to find the easy way out in spirituality 
in the relationship with God, there can be no easy way out. An easy way out would always be, uh, you, know, uh, you know, allowing somebody else to be between you and God. To find, to, to figure out, you know, to allow some other thing to come between that direct relationship between you. To, to not be able to feel the direct love, to not be able to feel the direct joy of service the direct joy of sadhana, but to have to depend on somebody else's assertions is, I feel, a very pathetic thing. And Bhagwan, he has come, he has told us many times, telling that, do not, you know, one, at one point of time he has said that, do not take my Padmanamastar, do not, do not touch my feet, because I always keep asserting that you and I are one. Then, and then, why, if I give Padmanamaskar, then I am not following my own advice. See, that is the, that is the level that Bhagawan wants us to come to. That is the level that Bhagawan is trying to bring us to. And when he talks, when he calls us Divyas Divyatma Swarupulara, he, he means it from the core of his being. So I means telling that you are all sparks of the divine. To allow these sparks of the divine to be encaged, to be imprisoned, by somebody, some, some kind of a ritual, some kinds of uh, uh, no, uh, superstitions is not done. I mean, that is not what the Satisai mission is all about. Satisai mission is about, about intense devotion with common sense. Going along uh, further along the same lines, mm-hmm. I remember uh, just recently the current registrar of our university. Dr. Naren Ramji, he referred to a personal experience in his own life and uh, he was just a little busy, otherwise he himself would have come here to share it also. He was stating that uh, post Bhagwan's physical departure, mm-hmm. a medium approached him actually <laughs> with some uh, command from Swami. Uh, we just, uh, dear listeners, we just felt that there is no use of naming people here, so we are just keeping away from the names. But when he was approached by the medium, he said the first thing that struck in his heart, that came over his being when he was approached by the medium, was an episode that took place in 1989. He said that he was not yet employed by Swami and he was waiting. It was at that time he decided to embark on personal sadhana and when he was doing this personal sadhana, Somebody from the family, close to his grandmother, in a previous satsang, he said how his grandmother was uh, Mrs. Kamla Sarathi, she came in the 40s. So close to her grandmother, she came and told him that here is something that Swami has told me to convey to you. Mm -hmm. And she gave him some advice on sadhana, which Dr. Narayan Ramji says is absolutely believable that Swami said. Because it is not in contradiction with any of his discourses. It doesn't... uh, uh, hurt anything and it and listening to that I felt good. So he said that he began to follow that and he began to reap benefits of it. So he felt very grateful to Swami for having guided him and therefore he wrote a letter to Swami and sent it by post because he was not sure whether he would be able to hand it over to Swami or whatever so he posted the letter and he says that same evening Swami called him into the interview room and I still remember his voice when he said that Arvind, in my life I have cried only twice. And that was the first time Swami made me cry. I said, sir, Swami made you cry? He said, yes, I wept. The way he blasted me, the way he told me, oh my God, I didn't know. I thought it was the end of everything for me. And what was the reason for Swami being upset? Was he upset with the sadhana I had done? No. Swami said, the sadhana you have done is right. 
then what is the problem his problem was why did you listen to someone else when you have directly me when i am there to directly guide you so i asked him sir didn't you tell that swami you are not speaking to me how can i get guidance from you he said i didn't do it because he said arvind living with swami even a fool will realize that swami speaking directly in a physical form is just one among the billion ways in which swami can speak i can't tell swami i was out of form you are not speaking <laughs> to me so how can i get guidance from you and swami said henceforth if you do this ever again be warned never ever do this whatever i need to tell you i will tell you directly and dr narendra ji was saying this was the first thing that arose in his being when he saw this medium come to him and ask him something in return for what swami had told him needless to say the medium got the boot <laughs> but i feel uh, it is definitely pertinent that we narrate this incident no, it's very similar I would to often think you know because many times this would happen people would tell uh, especially when you're waiting for a guidance from swami people would say that you know you can go and ask this person he can uh, help you find out and all that but i often think you know you take a long trek we don't know how many lifetimes you have spent to get this opportunity to even know swami it's like taking a long trek the disastrous journey you go and you finally reach the manasarovar and somebody there sells manasarovar water in bottled <laughs> you know in the form of mineral water <laughs> when you give 15 rupees and you buy that hmm. instead of going and drinking the water which is right in front of you you've taken all the effort come on <laughs> it's almost like that you know <laughs> no see if you just look at the whole situation according to me um, as i was just mentioning post swami's physical departure people are looking out for easy ways now if you just look at this entire mudanali episode who are the kind of people who are going there okay mm. because that's very pertinent i mean there are definitely two categories broadly speaking two categories people who have seen swami who have interacted with swami who have been with swami first category second category people who have never seen swami people who have never seen swami of course there is a third category who is just going out of curiosity they are mm-hmm. least bothered about swami okay so there is actually a fourth category also sai prakash mm-hmm. though we may not have proof of it to mm-hmm. say it mm-hmm. the cate- actually there is proof but i do not wish to you know defile the holy atmosphere mm-hmm. here by <laughs> stating the acts and stating the names mm-hmm. but i have solid proof if anyone personally approaches me i can give people who know that this is a way to easily swindle money this okay. is a nice place just like swami would say in puttaparthi during birthday times not only do yogis and saints come but pickpockets also come because <laughs> in a crowd of 1000 it's easy to snatch a chain rather than in some other place where only 10 are there <laughs> yeah so i'm just saying giving benefit of doubt to people who have been with swami who have loved him who have served him all through their lives what is it that is driving them towards an easy path towards some towards a shortcut possibly they have not been treated well possibly they have not you know fulfilled the ambitions which their personal ambitions which they had when they were in direct service of swami's physical form because these are very very probable reasons for somebody wanting to do something where he can kind of prove the fulfillment of his state see the moment Uh, this is the mind basically this is a mind the mind tells you have to prove that you are important you have to prove that you are more powerful you have to prove that you your word carries weightage so people are there who have been put under the carpet or put in the right place to because swami is not interested in what you do 
Swami is not interested in his institutions. Swami is not interested in anything except you. Swami is interested only in you. And when he is interested in you, and he is giving you a particular treatment, if you are not able to take it, your mind gives you a lot of alternatives. The, why? When Swami was here in his physical form, there are so many who left Swami and went. They couldn't take it anymore. Here is Swami who was speaking to me so well till yesterday and he just stopped speaking to me. Uh, uh, what will others think? Oh my God, they will think that I am not a form boy, I am not a devotee anymore. Why Swami? Are, if that is good for you, he will stop speaking to you. If it is good that he has to put you, uh, take, give you an interview every day, he will give you an interview every day. That doesn't make a person whom he has given interview every day more holier than the lady sitting in the lady's side whom Swami has come 50 years back and told her, you come to Puttaparthi, I look Stop after. Him. That widow has been staying here in Puttaparthi for 50 and odd years based on that one dream of Bhagwan. Who is a greater devotee now? So, people, so those who have come to Swami physically, had his interaction, they have missed something. That, that is, is one, a, one that possibility. That is a very nice point, Sai Prakash, that you make that though, see, we might have used the world and other things in different ways to come to Swami. We might think that our purpose here is we have to do this or do that. As you said, Swami's only purpose is individual transformation for which he has brought each one of us here. That's true. So, basically the mind tells you that, no, no, you have a mission of your own. <laughs> you say, and, and it glorifies it by associating it with Swami. Yeah. yeah. Your person means, as Prem had put it once in a satsang, there are some who use the world to achieve Swami. There are some who use Swami to achieve the world. We'll have to see. Right. I mean, the, the thing is, you know, what we have to really emphasize here is, this is really the working of the human mind. You know? it no, is not that, that's this, the whole point. Right. Exactly, as you said. That's the whole point. This it, is uh, also a means to look at ourselves and see that these are the possibilities, the possible ways in which you can get distracted. In fact, in fact, if somebody were to come and ask me, do you think the Mudanhali episode is happening without Swami's will? I say, no, it is happening with Swami's will. From a standpoint of view, because these are lessons you have to learn. You have to understand what are the ways in which the human mind can function. Okay, that is one aspect. People who have been with Swami, who have lived with Him, they go on a particular track and they feel they miss Him, or they have a personal ambition, so they go on a, this particular track. Then there are others who have not seen Swami, who have not... So, what I am going to say is basically meant for people who are really serious, who want to pine, who want to experience his love, please don't go for shortcuts. Go to his discourses. Go to his word. You have ample, you have, you know, you have 40, 40 and odd, uh, you know, Satisai speak volumes. You have, you can directly listen to his voice on radio side. We have uploaded all the discourses. Listen to him directly. You want to experience Swami's love, not a medium's love. You want to do Swami's work, not a medium's work. Listen to his discourses, listen directly to him, and I can assure you, I have tried listening to his discourses, they will give answers to you every time you have a question. You know, it has been a common experience with everybody. Anybody who is sincerely seeking a, an answer, you tell Swami, I, I am confused about this, please give me an answer. If you are sincere enough, on the first attempt you will get an answer. I think also the, uh, the, uh, the important uh, extension to this is, are we really seeking an answer? That's, or are we seeking an interview? <laughs> or are we seeking a chain exactly. or a ring? No, mm -hmm. you know, I've said this many times in, in sessions before. 
see when Swami was here physically, I used, we all have felt bad that, you know, two days went by, Swami did not speak to me. One week went by and Swami did not look at me. Many times I would stop and think that here is one Swami and all said and none, the ratio is one is to a million. <laughs> like, you know, a million people are vying for the 24 hours of his day. But there is one Swami sitting inside me and his 24 hours is meant only for me. Yeah. And he is not talking to me. If I am really pained about Swami not talking to me, how much more pain there should be that this Swami sitting inside is not talking to me. So I think exactly, I mean, are we really seeking Swami's word to come to us? That's a point I think, I think every question. devotee has to that's ask that's himself. A question. Exactly, we have to ask ourselves. And we really need not talk about this answer to anybody else. Let's just be true to ourselves. Which is the Swami that we are seeking? You know, the Swami which is going to make us special, as Brother Saipraka said, is he going to, you know, call us for an interview? I I am hearing some amazing things such as you can actually book an interview these days. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm reminded of the fact that uh, uh, this is what Mr. Jagadishan said mm-hmm. when for the first time back in the 70s, uh, you know, he was one of the top honchos in the uh, economy of Malaysia. Okay. And uh, he could meet any head of state he wanted. And after he came to know about Swami, he called up his secretary and said, you know, why don't you uh, fix up an appointment with me with Swami? And a couple of days later, his secretary comes back and tells, uh, I'm sorry, sir, I can get you an appointment with the president of India, but I can't get you an uh, appointment <laughs> with Satya Sai Baba. You have to go there, sit at his lotus feet, and not lotus feet, obviously, she didn't say that, <laughs> but sit over there and, you know, hope that he speaks. Yeah, and today... I mean, there was no politician, there was no head of state, no businessman, no teacher, nobody who no, could there is claim. Also, there is also this uh, episode of uh, Indira Gandhi having sent a powerful delegation. Vice President of India, Mr. B.D. Jatti, uh, he had come to meet for a very, very important national security <laughs> right. issue. That's a very okay. beautiful incident. Yeah, and he came to Brindavan. It was post the evening bhajan. Swami had already retired back. And he went and he asked the then caretaker of Brindavan, Mr. Ramabrahman, that I really need, you know, I'm the vice president of India, I really need to meet Bhagwan on a very, very important issue of national security and national importance. And, you know, I really would you know, hope. And Mr. Ramabrahman said, sir, please sit over here at the Tri Gate and do Omri Sairam. I mean, exactly. I think that's a sign of a really seasoned devotee who has understood Swami's ways because he said, sir, whoever you are, I cannot go and knock Swami's door and take your message to Swami. That's what he said. He said, then what, what else do we do? It's an emergency. He said, you sit and do Namaspanna, it will reach Swami. And it I mean, did. That, that, and it did. It, it did. did because yeah, Swami, hour, yeah, within right. an hour, Swami's doors open and Swami calls him inside and needless to say, the security issue was, the particular issue was resolved. That is the Lord. Right. I mean, that's really, many times we've said, a true devotee is one who really connects you to the Lord, not through him or her, you know, who says that yeah, you really can connect directly to Swami. See, it's, it's like, yeah, Swami often says, a guru shows the path to God. If the guru comes and says, no, I am the end of your <laughs> sadhana, he, his duty is to show your way, he, show your way to God. So, see, uh, Sai Prakash, what hit me more, mm. see, in the beginning I was... I was, as I say, uh, as they would say, a cat on the wall. Mm. What was it that caused this cat to jump this side and build fences so that I don't even look <laughs> at the wall? <laughs> so one of the first things that happened was, people, you know, uh, the things that we would hear is, Swami says, he's hey, the same things, same discourse. Okay, <laughs> right. same thing Swami says. Yeah, the funny part was I was hearing it from people who had no idea what Swami says in his discourses. <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you had heard all these, these powerful inner discourse which we have uploaded on the site, where Swami says, those who do these things are demonic, are demons, worse than demons. Uh, do you know that discourse? You don't mm. even know. 
So, and then I started reading the discourses, you know. It first started with that uh, subtle body Kodai Canal trip in some 2012, where some boys went and, you know, first I was shocked. I was thinking, what is this going on? Just like you would pose with the throne of Tipu Sultan or possibly the chair of Babar, like that they are sitting with Swami's chair and I thought it is normal because this is what we also do. But the other photographs are shocking. Apart from group photographs, then there are people walking and uh, treating a piece of air as if it is Swami and all this was happening. I started reading the discourses. The discourses seem to be, okay, yeah, same like Swami, but there's nothing new. Mm. Nothing new, so... So why listen to it in a medium's voice? Why not listen in Swami's own voice? Yeah. Then came the biggest problem. It is still there. I have again all these things, dear listeners, what we are stating. If you got proof, just not exhibiting it. A PDF file which documents the entire Kodai Canal light body sessions. In that there is this question that a boy asks. Now I would like to present that question and answer and the three of you here and all our listeners worldwide who have heard Swami's discourses, who have made an attempt to read, can just gauge for themselves. The boy asks, Swami, is it okay if I tell a lie which doesn't get anybody into trouble? Mm-hmm. A white lie, a harmless lie. Now on this itself, we know how Swami would answer. But here is the answer that is being given by the Sukshma Baba. The Sukshma Baba through the uh, uh, medium says that, listen, there was this person who went to a church father, a father in the church, and he asked him, Father, is it alright if I smoke while I am praying? The father was shocked. He said, no way. When you are praying, you have to dedicate all your time to the Lord. You can't. And then that Sukshma Baba says that the correct way to ask this would be, Father, is it alright if I pray when I smoke? And the father says, definitely you can pray when you do anything else. I thought this was an email forward. (laughs) This is not an email forward. Let me say... No, no, this is a very, very popular joke. (laughs) Not only that, Amai, the first time I heard this joke, and Swami is proof of this, is in my Awareness 101 course, which was taught to us at Vrindavan by our warden sir, Narasimurthy sir. He narrated this. So this was a joke from that time, and it's possible. You know, Swami picks up some parables of others and says, but Swami encouraging smoking? When Swami has thumped his chest and said that those who smoke are demons and as a birthday gift, Swami has said, if you want to do, give me anything, give up smoking. That no, not, totally only, put me not only that Swami is, uh, I mean, aversion to these habits is very well known, but the care which Swami used to take to well, not yeah. involve any of these things in dramas, in talks, in this one was very, very, you know, Swami was very particular about that. Mm-hmm. You don't even give a hint of space to these kind of things in narration, even in a jocular, uh, you know, sense. I mean, to hear it in a discourse, I think... So, the, the, this, this though may seem like a, in quotes, subtle hint. <laughs> it was very strong enough to put me off. Because mm. I, I just cannot believe my Swami. I mean, I, see, that's the whole point for people who say that, you know, the discourses are full of wisdom. I wouldn't be surprised because I, I have a lot of respect for Narsimurti, sir. Because he has inspired all of us through his talks, through his yeah. classes. I mean, he is a person, all said and none, very well read. He is been a translator of Swami's discourses. And in fact, you know, if you go to the Bhagavatam, I think one of the Puranas, there is a description of Kaliuka. Okay. <laughs> and this line was very, very striking. And I often quote this to people who come and say, Oh, you're very scholarly, you speak so well. Any of us, you know. <laughs> because there's a line which says that one of the uh, descriptions of the Kaliuga is those who can speak like scholars will be considered scholars. 
<laughs> this was not true in the previous yugas because you know you will your scholarship will be rated based on how well you speak i mean we can really see this because it's it's not it's not difficult to share knowledge because you know uh, you you have the whole uh, upanishads in your mobile now <laughs> challenge me challenge me i can give better discourses than the subtle body I, i'm telling you no, really it happened the, the other day sai prakash when we had gone to sundaram one year back we had a talk last year august i remember with lot of fondness uh, he had uh, sai prakash had a talk after which there was i also had a talk they were separated in time and i'm sure brother amay after your bhajan concert so many people come and say brother you know you did not speak it was swami speaking hmm. at that time all i need to say is yes swami told this swami said that you will come and tell this to me and i can be- <laughs> i mean it's a very very easy thing for me to take but i feel that is swami's way of reminding me now come on you have every time you have spoken in studio in a afternoon satsang every time you have spoken physically in my presence whether you believed it 100% or not you have said swami please speak through me now now i'll uh, allow the praise and adoration to come will you grab it or will you still recognize the truth that the true speaker is swami in fact in that sense each one of us is a medium isn't it <laughs> every time we have stood or every time we have prayed from the bottom of our hearts in the altars of our home or in the altars of the samiti etc we have allowed swami to express himself through us when we do seva when a, when a little when a poor man receives prasadam from us what do we say swami this is your prasadam which is coming to him at that time what is happening yes at that time swami is actually possessing us and he is passing on expressing his love to his narayana that is why we call it narayan seva because narayana is doing it narayana is receiving it we are only you know, instruments there was a and in in many ways that's why we are all mediums and so why is one medium more important Absolutely. In fact, than another medium reminded of a interaction which happened in the interview room i think it was a class interview or something where one of the students prayed to swami he said swami please make me an instrument of yours and uh, swami with a smile said all of you are instruments whether you want it or not including this body pointing to himself <laughs> he said we all are instruments because swami is not that body swami is not merely that body he was much more than that and you know it's like this based on uh, what people who have actually gone to mudanhalli and had a quote unquote interview with swami have spoken the first thing they say is how did he know this you know this was something which only i and swami knew how many of us who have gone for an interview with swami himself came out with that feeling <laughs> tell me this you know we go in for an interview with swami and we come out what a beautiful point even i was in my 10th standard early morning at 6:15 swami told come to the interview room and all of us 10th uh, standard swami asked what is the purpose of life that is the first question he is asking a 10th stand, standard students at what level at what pitch swami has spoken and the first thing anybody comes out from a mudanali interview asks you know how did he know this only i and swami knew. it's almost as if swami has gone on a you know he wants to reauthenticate himself yeah, you know, it, 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 it's, it's basically it's a proof and uh, see again uh, this is an incident somebody said okay i don't believe you and they said as you step out of the room you will have a cut on your finger and as he stepped out he had a cut on his finger is this swami come on <laughs> i in my personal point of view see i may be quoted i may be i personally feel there is a very very powerful dark force acting because 
there is no genuine spontaneous happiness there is no genuine you know connection with bhagwan you know there is a gentleman who is a part of our radio side team and uh, if anybody wants proof they can come personally and speak but we are not quoting uh, names on the air that person's relative is a well to do person from delhi and uh, as always um, uh, she was uh, invited there with lot of with a red carpet etc a pause here sai prakash mm. this is another thing you know which struck me uh, mm. about uh, swami's discourses in his discourses swami has told 100 times who has invited you here mm. nobody mm-hmm. it is only swami's love that has brought you here so again and again when i hear this invited no it makes my hair stand yeah so anyways so part 1 was <laughs> she was invited and then you are granted the interview because um, you know your background is well researched and people know where you come from and uh, tremendous overflowing uh, of uh, quote unquote bhagwan's love was showered and um, so at the end of the interview uh, she was saying okay i mean what sure. fine something something nice about me is being said <laughs> good pr <laughs> good pr then the sukshma baba says that Uh, you know we are starting a mother and child uh, uh, setup in delhi and you have been chosen to donate 1 crore rupees 1 crore 10 million eh? 10, 10 million. million rupees so you have been chosen to donate this amount and then um, she was totally taken aback and she said let me think about it and she just i'm sure as the, the leg was crossing the inter- room <laughs> she realized that this is not going to happen and the moment she went back to delhi and she expressed i think uh, i'll not i'm not up to it she gets a prompt letter saying you will regret this decision when well, the word regret was used regret this decision you will regret this is this for me i mean you will regret this decision a vengeful vendetta uh, 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 yeah, i mean either you serve me or and, i shall and, and immediately all the promotional <laughs> mails and uh, nice things about you are stopped stop <laughs> no this this amaya this vendetta kind of thing that is what i was shocked Uh, once some personal experience maybe towards the end if i'll narrate but when professor gv and myself we had gone to mudanalli to uh, uh, address the students there because the students were caught in this storm the campus of the university the campus of the university and that is another thing you know uh, deceptively being used saying that swami set up university mudanalli university it is not it's a wall that is separating it off you know uh, and those students are really harangued by this going on So when we went to speak there, yes, Professor G V spoke beautifully, wonderfully. He said, "If you feel, go there. Why are you sitting here? Those who feel, go there. Why do you sit and collect salaries from the uh, trusts and institutions Swami has set up, and then show loyalty there?" He said, "This is not about spirituality. He said it's professional courtesy. Will you work, take salary from Apple, and go and smuggle things to Microsoft? Have the guts if you believe in Microsoft, leave Apple, go to Microsoft." He spoke very well. He did. After that, unfortunately, Professor G V fell sick. i had stone in my kidney and there was one bhakta from the uh, mudanalli camp who said that since you spoke again swami this is what has happened to you i said get out this is not my swami <laughs> when i have hurt him also he has loved me and you think that me speaking against him then you know how many i know uh, people uh, there is one robert pridi who proclaims and keeps bashing swami writes terribly he started a website he is the single most intense concentrated anti baba guy in the world mm. and he writes i am 77 hale and hearty 
he should have died a million times his skin <laughs> should have been peeled out with the amount of criticism he has done what i have done is nothing yeah, i think this solicitation is of course a very very important point i think it's for all devotees you may not be part of mudan ali you might be still part of sai centers i think this is something which swami definitely did not endorse if you see man of miracles book you know one of the first few books which really popularized swami in the west in the first few chapters word mafit writes there you no know, swami is invited him to stay back for shivratri he comes a little before that swami says why didn't you stay along and see shivratri and go so he gets to meet some of the richest people who visit swami in the ashram okay, all the chetiyars and all the people from delhi and all of them he makes it a point to go to each one of them and ask how much have you given swami and he is not able to find a single donor I mean the richest crowd which comes to Puttaparthi during the peak festival mm. he says that I could not find put my finger on one fellow who has given money to Swami and I was wondering where does Swami get his you know money from so apparently even in that gathering Swami has never asked anybody for money this is call it style if you want this is definitely not Swami's style but this is definitely not Swami's message see the thing is it is the mind all the time when Swami was here physically when swami did is which did what he did it is always our mind that is interpreting okay let us take a simple example of swami giving darshan and swami speaks to a person the next day swami comes back and speaks to the same person what our mind is thinking yes. oh swami likes that person swami doesn't like me this is our superimposition on swami swami is really beyond the mind and with our it's like standing on the shore of an ocean with a one one foot scale and saying i want to measure the depth and length of the ocean you may still be able to do it but don't try to grasp swami with your mind because now what i am in my point of view the mind is put into a comfort zone see you are catering to the mind and to the senses swami never catered to the mind and senses every experience i mean just uh, you know we have all received materializations from bhagwan the person who is happiest at that moment is swami himself very true when he materializes a chain i have seen it a number of times i mean the joy the spontaneity he has not planned that he will come and materialize a chain ring at that moment it's required that love that concern in his eyes and let me tell you if you sit in silence and if you try to go back with the experiences you have had with swami right in front of you you will realize that at that moment you were beyond the mind see when swami is speaking to you he is speaking to himself and when you resonate with that that level of uh, you know that level of awareness it is not thought it is awareness basically swami is standing in front of you with the awareness that you and he are one but we are in ignorance you know there is this beautiful uh, atma bodha by shankaracharya he says the disease see knowledge cannot give you liberation knowledge cannot give you liberation because it is not uh, you know knowledge uh, is in the mind also see, in that. so he says that experience right the experience so he says ignorance has to be removed ignorance is the disease so that knowledge the worldly knowledge cannot give you but that's knowledge of the atman which removes the this thing the disease is ignorance see it's like removing the moss from a lake for example so it's like removing the mind from the experience you are in front of swami you remove the mind from your experience it may happen that you may shed tears it may happen that your hands and legs are trembling 
Now, if I say that wherever my hands and legs tremble, wherever <laughs> I shed tears, that is a divine experience. No, I can't say that. Coming, just I just would like to bring this back to that the, the thing of solicitation. And you know, I was uh, in fact, in fact, brother Arvind can uh, spend more time on that and explain to us. He had been to Orissa, you know, he, uh, about a couple of months back. And he was telling me over there that there are about 18 schools. Yes. Okay, not, um, we're not talking about one or two, okay, we are talking about one, eight, 18 schools. And we all know Orissa is probably one of the more, um, I mean, it's not a, it's economically not a, backward. Economically backward. It is not a state which has been blessed with a lot of, you know, financial right. uh, prosperity. And I was shocked to know that there were 18 Satyasai schools running you know, free of cost education, education based on the lines of what Swami wanted. I, we, I live in Andhra Pradesh, which is a neighboring, uh, you know, uh, state, and I did not know about this. There were 18 Satyasai schools running without anybody soliciting funds, without even the neighboring uh, state not knowing about it. Okay, and we talk about a few schools which are now coming up under that and it's been made into like, you know, uh, that's the only reason why Swami has come back now. Uh, So-called Swami has come back to set up schools. That's one real contrast which shows up that this kind of, uh, you know, on war footing, blitzkrieg of propaganda of what's happening. Because I remember uh, uh, Professor Kasturi says in one of his uh, writings or talks, I think he kept Satyam Sham Sundaram for 10 years without publishing. Swami did not give him a permission to publish after he had completed the work. Because Swami said, if you publish it now, people will think it's fairy tale. Swami said, it should spread by word of mouth. People who have experienced it, they will spread. And then when you bring this out, it will be like when they need the material that is available. Hmm. You know, Swami never said that, let's Start off with bombard it with... Right, it's, and, Swami and was the most, that most atrocious thing which I have read myself, forget anybody telling me, on the website of the Mudanali, quote-unquote, Satyasai Saraswati Trust or whatever, it says that Sri Madhyal Narayan Bhatt had a dream to set up schools in every district of Karnataka and Satyasai Baba has taken up the subtle form to fulfill his dream. <laughs> I, I've got the screenshot. If you no, so not is, only that, I mean, that, that is what actually really hurts all of us because we know we will not we will not be prepared to compare Swami with anybody in that matter. I think the documentary which they uh, made in that there was one sentence which really put me off, which said, you know, first seven minutes spoke about Swami as the visionary and the you know projects which he has done and all that, and they say that 1960 whatever is the date. One great visionary met another great visionary, and Satyasai Baba met Madhyal Narayan Bhatt. I said, come on, <laughs> this is not selling to us. Come on. <laughs> no, and, and, and in the sense, uh, why I was thinking of this is what he, what Arvind also shared with me was, it seems you know th- there is a lamp which continues to burn in every village of Orissa, which was first lit by the physical form of the Lord right. over here, even in Shrikakulam. You by saying this, no, you're you're dragging me. I may go off into an entirely different topic. That's why I blogged extensively on this. We also had a satsang on this. We had a service satsang on this. You know that lamp that Swami lit. They took it back to their state in that year. And every town, every village, every house, you know, they say Swami is here, Swami is here. And, uh, you know, I'm getting uh, goosebumps even as I speak. People have been cured of paralysis by that lamp saying, Sai ka jyot aya hai. People have been cured of blindness by that. And I, and I really believe, you know, when, I, when he was telling me this, I, I thought, is that not the light body? <laughs> is that not the light which is, you know, illuminating and curing and giving solace? And succor to millions of people, each one individually for their own. And 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 the thing is, 
when i first went there i went prepared with a speech to exhort them on service because i thought i thought odisha needed service because they have the maximum number of poor i am grateful to swami that my speech was scheduled at the end of the program because towards the end of my program i just scrapped my speech <laughs> and i still remember in the beginning when i was speaking the statement that arose spontaneously was with almost tears in my eyes i said i am so grateful that swami has so blessed you richly with poverty this is the kind of poverty that a whole nation needs i thought they are suffering from poverty they are they are thrilled they are celebrating poverty in a manner that will make poverty most desirable because they may seem economically poor but they are so rich in heart as you said 18 schools they run olympics olympic state level olympics more for more than 10000 students who are getting free education mm. not nobody in the country knows this is how swami has functioned Very for true. all his life right. this is exactly swami's way of telling that good work i still remember done. when the times of india people had come after 2011 mm-hmm. and you know they wanted to rebrand parthi and so some of us were selected to kind of talk to them it was in shanti bhavan i remember and so some of us were asked to speak to them and you know they said they were asking you know uh, what do you feel and i was my only my only i mean i was so upset with the press at that time and the media at that time i said where were you guys when you know year after year swami was inaugurating water projects when he was inaugurating schools okay that time none of you guys came and you know we we have seen the kind of pandemonium that was going on in the last one month from march 2011 to april 2011 you know it's always it's always this negative which gets more attraction okay the positive hardly only the people who are ready for it get attracted and so you know my my same feeling was today we are getting you know we get to know that uh, x school comes up you know under that trust which they have started y school is coming up z school and 40 more schools are, do you know there are 99 satyasai schools around the around the country and probably i think 130 schools around the world which are functioning <laughs> what is so special about these i am not saying that these are not special but i am saying give them the same importance all of them are satyasai schools in fact i remember when i was getting into swami school when my mother prayed to bhagwan swami please take him into your schools you know what was swami's answer mm. all schools are my schools <laughs> <laughs> you know that is how broad you know based swami has been and today one more thing which really saddens me which really kind of i was also neutral you know for a very long time about this because i said anything swami can do we can right. never say swami cannot do something correct you know which is you know fundamentally against the built concept in, yeah built into us our, our theory that swami cannot do something but this one thing i'm sure swami cannot do and that is not be omnipresent and today i'm hearing things like you know swami is over here in mudanali and he is not there in prashantinilayam I mean, how is it possible? I don't think God birthday. can do that. He will attend birthday <laughs> in Prashantilam in the morning, and evening he is going to come back to Mudanali. Oh, and and what about what about the Singapore Sai Samiti? And what about the Abu Dhabi Sai Samiti? What about and, Ottawa? And what about, what about Australia, Australia, Sydney? So I think, I think they should not be having birthday uh, celebration. Correct. Right? Swami is not there because <laughs> Swami is not there. and swami is not there in the several thousand houses in in whose houses miracles happen vibhuti appears kumkum is coming and all those houses swami does not exist there i think this is one thing that even swami cannot do okay and that is not to be only present <laughs> i mean the very form the very concept of saying a subtle form is contradictory when it is subtle it, is, it has no form when it has a form it is not subtle <laughs> and uh, it's a grossly subtle or subtly gross form you know i was just reading this conversations with baba Uh, hislap there is this piece clearly there you can go and read in the book where hislap asks 
Swami, what are the layers of the body? You know, Swami says that everybody has a gross body, a subtle body, and a causal body. And Swami says, with death, the gross and subtle die. It's only the causal that goes on. So, even if you directly take Swami's word there, then where's the subtle? Where's the subtle body then? Supposed to have died with the gross because Swami says the subtle is all these uh, uh, traits, this thing that with that it came along with that form and this, so it is gone. So I think, you know, sorry, uh, yeah, that, that's all it is. Yeah, the problem with most of us, as you said, Damai, is we were all neutral for a long time. You know, I, I think still a lot of people are neutral because we do believe that at the end of the day we can't say Swami cannot do this of course that's what we've been doing for the past one hour but this is more for people who want to understand Swami through understand, uh, Swami's message as he has given it to, to us in his writings and his discourse but we all felt that you know there's nothing that Swami cannot do I, I'm just probably quoting uh, what happened with Brother Ganesh of Radio Sai Team you know, he was sharing with me the other day and many times even we used to sit and talk and we used to come to this conclusion you know you can never know probably it's Swami probably it's not Swami but we have nothing to do with it Either way, we have nothing to do with it because this is a work Swami has given us. Swami has laid out in front of us what should be our goal in life, either to reach out to Swami within or to reach that state of ultimate understanding, whatever it is. I mean, our thing is clear. And as I would often tell people, the only thing I'm missing of Swami here is Swami's darshan. And that's not available there. So there's, there's nothing which is going to pull me there. But you know, Ganesh was saying that at one point he said, uh, this very thing of people whom we have given a lot of respect to, people who have inspired us, they going there and saying that I found my Swami. You know, Swami continued from where he left off in my discussion. You know, all kind of things. He said, uh, I think that day we were having the uh, Watavriksham anniversary. Yes, yes. We were doing bhajans there and uh, suddenly we realized that we wanted somebody to chant uh, Vedam. So we called up Ganesh and Ganesh came running all the way from the studio. He said he came running and he sat there and he started chanting Vedam. And for some reason... He just got some two very, very strong thoughts. One was a very personal uh, problem which he needed solution for from Swami and that was answered. The other answer which came was this. Swami saying, never go to Mudan Ali. Clearly, till then, uh, I think once before he had the same feeling from inside. He said, see, that is the ceiling for me. That's the close for the, for the whole debate for me. Now it doesn't matter who goes there. It could be a person who lived for 35 years with Swami. My Swami from inside is telling, that is not me, don't go there, stay in Puttaparthi. I think that's the end of the story for me. Yeah, see, um, there's another aspect to it. One aspect is people saying, I go there to experience his proximity or to uh, directly serve him or dedicate my life in service to him. The other aspect is uh, people who say, no, no, Swami, I'm always connected to in my home or wherever I am. But what about the good work, the great work that they're doing, the good work? You know, there is, I'm, I have spoken to a few people who say, I'm not going there for Swami and all that, but they are doing good work. I'm going there for the good work. My answer to them is, please go through Bhagavad Gita 5000 years back. Krishna said, Paka Shuddhi, Padartha Shuddhi, Patra Shuddhi. And Swami says, chant Brahmarpanam. I, mean, I think you should explain the yeah, what, what? See, he says, when you have food, when you have food, before you have food, why are you chanting Brahmarpanam? The thoughts with which the farmer <laughs> sowed the seed, the thoughts with which he harvested the crop, the thoughts with which the lady who was, uh, or the person who was cooking the food, and the, the materials which they used, whether they bought it righteously, all the vibrations get into the food. And when you offer that food to Swami, 
you know when you offer when you chant brahmarpanam it's taken as prasad so i would say that if the end result is quote unquote service done the first step is as important as the last step the means and the ends the means and the ends i mean in in this spiritual journey the way you get the money are you forcing it out of people or are you misleading them and getting the money no, i think i think swami was never about the end right he was always bhava priya he was never otherwise none of we singers would have ever had a chance to sing in front of swami if we looked at the end exactly. in mind yeah. you would always look at the efforts one efforts than the results swami, achieved for, yeah exactly for, for me i feel always swami has been about the means the efforts yeah the efforts that have gone into a particular thing and if the efforts have been bad however good the end has been i have seen swami time and again through several dramas completely negating the you know the the output if there was some discordant note in the in the you know, final drama, performance yeah in the preparation of the drama you know he would just completely you know, do away with the the end part he wouldn't have been he would be not be happy at all on the contrary if we you know our effort has been really good but our end result has not been so good it has been disastrous disastrous and i still remember one quick i can tell you it was the first program of our second year post graduation when uh, you know we wanted to put up a program after, immediately after swami come, came back from vrindavan and you know it ended up being a so called disaster because mm-hmm. the various elements that were necessary to keep you know the audience uh, involved in the program were not there it was a lot of talking 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 and on a subject that we had no idea about I, dharma dharma <laughs> yes <laughs> and it it so happened that I, I you know i was making the opening remarks mm-hmm. and i was talking and it was about 7 8 minutes that i were talking so we would casually look at swami in between you know to know and generally you would see a beaming swami looking at his you know being so proud that his students and here was swami looking at the warden and saying what is going on why so much talking and it was such a that, that moment no it was like we wanted to melt as the you know the the the, the floor opens split, up uh, should split open and we should go inside and at the end of the whole program we could make out that we are in for a you know long haul by all the other uh, authorities because swami was kind of not that happy because all those elements and first of all who were we to speak you know that was the kind of feeling we by were elements he means there was no song there was no dance there was no skit there was none of the entertaining things that make people uh, ready to watch your show Wo- yeah. they were just watching four of us yap away to glory <laughs> out of charity that's all <laughs> right and so at the end you know we just went and we thought we should beg for forgiveness from swami okay and at that moment you no know, swami starts waving his hand and you know gave vibhuti to all of us and said you have spoken so well you know it was his compassion we we knew that swami was not happy with the program but probably because of the effort that we had put in just to make swami happy that swami this is something that we want to give to you he accepted it that's how compassionate so, swami has been I mean, having said that ends and the means that again goes to a subtle thing you know we never know what the means are but probably there are some other things which factually we might have to talk of because some of the uh, inaccuracies in reporting some lies which are being propagated yeah. which being here we can really sort out maybe we'll keep it for the next week if this can be carried forward and if we have some questions from our listeners asking for any specific points to be spoken of but in general as we said probably the takeaway of this whole discussion is this kind of a distraction does not find any place in the path which swami laid out for each one of us it beats the idea of an avatar it beats the idea of swami coming to our lives I mean the very thing which swami always tried to discourage us from is to you know worship the pujari find a pujari fan him you know but this is again going back to that 
Swami always inspired us to go within to seek that communion with Swami inside. I think that's why he always said, you know, in the four Fs, follow the master, face the devil, hmm. fight to the end and finish the game. I think we just need to ask ourselves, what is the devil today? Who is the master today? Who is the master today? Okay, what is it that we need to fight and how do we finish the game? And do masters change? They say a person is devoted to a master for lifetimes together. So is it a car or is it an air conditioner that last 10 years was this, now this is the master, this is, do, why dig at multiple spots? I remember Prem himself, you know, we were having this discussion where uh, the example was being quoted that don't dig at multiple spots, dig at the same place. Because if you dig at multiple spots, you may not get water. Dig deep enough at the same spot, you will strike water. So that is why we have to be loyal. We have to be loyal and what is happening here is nothing short of an act of treason and an act of disloyalty. But as Prem gave his example, you know, I got this doubt. I asked Prem, what if, just what if I'm digging in the Sahara Desert, you know, and however deep I dig, I'm not going to get water. And in a fit of inspiration, what Prem <laughs> said, I remember still, it was so beautiful. He said, don't worry if it happens to be Sahara Desert and if you are digging sincerely, if there is no water from below, the Lord will shower it from above. So, so I feel it again reinforces the same thing. We have seen Swami praising boys who get 50% and bashing up fellows who got 90%. Why? Because it is not about the result. It is always about the effort. It is not about what you are achieving. It is about how you are doing. The how you do is more important than what you do. That is why gardeners were loved by Swami. Drivers are loved by Swami. Cobblers are loved by Swami. Because it is not what you do. It is how you do. That is why industrialists have been ignored by Swami. School builders have been ignored by Swami. Because it is not what you do. It is how you do. And Swami always has spoken about the purity of money. Correct. Tainted money has to be kept away. And when we see wrong means, you know, wrong means is the surest way to taint any resource, be it money, human resource or anything. So, it is really painful. And dear listeners, though all of us are speaking passionately, we were very, very hesitant to take up this satsang. We were very hesitant because we don't want, this has not been our training. We are always being taught to keep away. But as Brother Prem said, you know, I was very pained when I saw a WhatsApp message between a pro Mudenhalli youth who was trying to brainwash some other youth saying that Arvind is a convert. Arvind is keeping his mouth shut because he needs pay from the Central Trust. He's under their pay, he'll get his head chopped, he's a devotee, he's this. This is rubbish, this is absolute false lies. If if silence is mistaken for weakness, then you are going to get a very vociferous Arvind. It is, no, it is definitely, I feel now it has become like a dharmic war. And quoting from one of my favorite authors, there is no bystander in a dharmic war. Either you are on the side of dharma or you are against it. You can't say I am neither, I am sitting on the wall. And that is the reason I jumped off on, exactly. from the wall to the side which I feel is dharma. So dear listen, that's precisely the reason why we had to do this. Because for a long time we kept away from this. The moment your silence starts getting misquoted and people say that, you know, this, they all agree with it, but they can't talk about it. So their gag orders, they don't speak. Which really, when going around, as I, that's precisely why I quoted Ganesh. I spoke to him before I quoted him. You had uh, Narendra Ramji's example. A lot of us here have not taken side because of reasoning. I think that's a point we have to very strongly put across. Reasoning is what we did for 
major part of this program but not for reasoning that we have taken the side we have taken because we really believe that there's no need for us to go there and in questioning the swami within this is clearly the direction which we have got because we will know when it is swami and we know that this really is not swami now i would just like to add that these are our points of view and we are not telling anybody this is right or this is not right like if you are sincere we are only saying go you have material we are giving you information that you have material directly given by bhagwan you consult that you go to swami you hear his discourses because you want to get close to swami you are not getting close to anybody else so listen directly to him and follow what he says that's all so dear listeners we we do hope you would put your thoughts down and share it to us if you have any questions if you have any thing you would like to tell us about this discussion you can always write to listener at radiosai.org i thank brother amai and of course arun sai prakash for joining us so we will decide we do have a lot of points to share still probably we'll do that next week thank you for joining us and we very heartfully thank swami for giving us the courage to take this on we offer this humble effort of ours at swami's lotus feet we're going to leave you with a song on the other side of it as always we'll be joined by chandu vijay with his program love to love प्यार हूँ मैं तेरा प्यार हूँ मैं तेरी ज्योति का विस्तार हूँ मैं प्यार हूँ मैं तेरा प्यार क्षुद्र हूँ मैं विशाल हूँ कोई भाव मैं खयाल कोई गीत ही अविराम
तेरा प्यार कृष्ण हूँ मैं ही राम हूँ मैं कुरान पाक जानू मैं ईसाइयों का तारा मैं ज्ञान गुरु के तारा मैं ही रोग मैं आलोक मैं ही सत्य हूँ मैं ही धर्म हूँ मैं ही शांति प्यार हूँ मैं प्यार हूँ 